Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's business soup. I'm your host, John Dibbavoise. We all could use more business. That's what we're in, business. Today, we have as our guest, Rhonda Schur. She is a lead generation expert specializing in the world of LinkedIn. Today, she's going to share with sales professionals, realtors, speakers, coaches, and business owners, all of us, on how to maximize the use of LinkedIn. So it's time to pull up a chair, sit on down, because business soup is being served. Rhonda, welcome to Business Soup. Thanks, John. Happy to be here. On this lockdown era that we're all in, let's talk about what we're doing and what we should be doing with our personal presentations. And in the case of your expertise with LinkedIn, what could I be doing in LinkedIn that other people can follow as me as a model? What should I be doing with my LinkedIn connections? Well, I think the question that you really want to ask, John, is what should you be doing with your LinkedIn connections? But first, how are you showing up on LinkedIn? Because in this, you know, shelter in place that we're all in right now, one of the things that's going to happen is that we're going to be checking each other out more often than we ever have. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And so an interesting statistic that um, I did a webinar the other day, and what I found was that 90% of the people on LinkedIn are also on Facebook. So that actually tells you a lot. So what the first thing that I would recommend is the banner is first place that people get to brand themselves. And again, remember, people have very short attention spans. So the first thing they're going to see with their, when they look on LinkedIn, whether they're on mobile or they're on a desktop, is going to be that banner and your headshot. So you want to make sure you make that lasting first impression. And then what you really want to do is use your headline to tell people what it is you do. That's valuable real estate in the world of LinkedIn. So make sure your headline is highly optimized so you can be found. We're speaking with Rhonda Schur, a LinkedIn marketing expert. And Rhonda, if my audience wants to go check it out, where would they find the information on what it is that you do about LinkedIn presentations and images? There's two ways they can do that. One is they can actually go to LinkedIn and connect with me there. And it's linkedin.com forward slash I-N forward slash and then my name, which is R-H-O-N-D-A-L-S-H-E-R. Or they could just go to my website, which is rondashur.com. And they can actually download a free LinkedIn planner there as well. Well, I'll make it even easier. Go to bizsoup.com and you'll find the interview and you'll find all the links that she makes reference to available through BizSoup, the best source in business. How much of what you've already spoken should be a duplication on other social media platforms, such as, as you made reference to, Facebook? Your banner should actually be very similar. And the reason for that is you want your branding to be in alignment on all platforms. If you could have a banner that's very similar, both on your Facebook and on your LinkedIn. And one of the other things that I wanted to share with you is there's a setting on LinkedIn and it's on yours. It says people also viewed. Now, what that really is, is if somebody looked at you, the hosted Biz Soup podcast, they may look at all these other folks. You have no control over who LinkedIn puts there to look at. 
And so as a result of that, if like most of us, we, you know, we have the shiny object syndrome. So I'm looking at John, well, let me go look over at, and I'm going to jump over and see all these other folks. That's a simple privacy setting that most people don't know they can turn off. So one of the things that I recommend is turn that off. It's similar to when we shop on Amazon and you go there to buy one thing. I just went there the other day to buy a microphone a $59 mic and Amazon suggested all these other things and $200 later, I'm checking out of my cart. (laughs) So LinkedIn is doing the same thing. So one of the things that most people don't know is if you work hard to get somebody to your profile, work hard to keep them there. Don't give them a reason to jump off and go look at other people because you have no control who LinkedIn puts there. I wasn't aware of that privacy setting. And boy, I can relate, particularly on YouTube, where I might go there to look at a guest's video, and then I end up watching a 20-minute video on how to nurse a baby giraffe. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right, because we all have very short attention spans. So you see this, and you go, oh, wait, let me go look at this. Let me go look at this. But if you have somebody on your profile, you want them to know, what is it that you do? What problem do you solve? What service do you offer? How does it benefit them? What's your background? What do other people think about you? So when you go to that next section, which is the about section, what people really want to know there, what I do is bring guests, you know, on my podcast who can dot, 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 because what you want them to do is in that first three lines to see enough that they're going to click see more, and then they can learn more about you. And then the other thing that's really important, John, is you want to give people an easy way to contact you. You want to make sure that in your about section, you just want to let them know what's your call to action. Do you want them to book an appointment with you? Do you want them to watch your episodes and then book an appointment? Do you want them to call you? What do you want them to do? You need to actually tell people what you want them to do on your profile in the about section as a call to action. Below the see more gives them the solution that I'm trying to bring to the table that is going to be a call to action for them to take the next step, whether it's contact me, watch the content that is already on there, and such. Exactly. So it doesn't really matter what you do. You just want to let people know, you know, why are you qualified to do what you do? Who are some sample clients, if you could list that? What are what some other people said about you? Um, I was just working with a client who's a divorce coach. And most people don't even know that divorce coaches exist. So when you look at her profile, it tells people, this is what I do. This is my ideal market, who I work with. These are the services I provide, group coaching, individual coaching. These are the results that my clients typically expect. These are what some other people have said. And then, you know, she gives a link if you'd like a complimentary consultation. So then there's a link to her calendar and her contact information. So it's any question that's in the mind of the person looking at this profile, it's answered simply by seeing a short overview in that about section written in first person. Using that example, if I was going through a divorce again, <laughs> I would find her and it would say, this is what I can do for those that are experiencing this unfortunate event of going through a divorce. And then I would go and if, if if I was compelled through the content to say, okay, I'm experiencing that and then follow the clicks or the, the landscape of where she wants me to go, where I might end up as being one of her persons that she's consulting. 
Right. You might be one of her coaching clients. Exactly. In, in her what case, was her- she 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could actually go to um, Certified Divorce Coach, the website, because that's actually my client. And you could find a coach right on there because they actually list the coaches. Think about LinkedIn as the way that we use Google. So if you're searching for somebody, you can search on LinkedIn in the same way you'd search for Google. However, what I really want the listeners to know is that the way that this works the best is not just sitting back and waiting for people to find you, but being proactive and going out and connecting with people and also sharing content in the form of posts and articles and creating a tribe. It's, you have to be proactive on LinkedIn in order to generate referrals, business, and become known as the expert in your industry. Give me an example of how that would be, such as in my case, should I be posting the interviews, such as with you, obviously, and subsequent articles frequently on LinkedIn, as well as my other social media platforms? Here's the rule, John. It's 80-20. What I mean by that is I recommend posting every single day. 80% of what you post should just be motivational, inspirational. So I'll give you an example. I have somebody that I follow who posted a really great quote by Mark Cuban, and I happen to be a Shark Tank fan. Well, who isn't? Exactly. So I reposted, I shared this post, and I basically put a question with three hashtags. Now, remember, this is a share. It wasn't my original post. I didn't find this. Because of that post, it's over 10,000 views from me, not from him. And 368 likes, I can't remember how many comments, and over 15 reshares. Now, why is that important? Because when it gets reshared and liked by both my connections and the second level, which are the connections of my connections, I can then look at those profiles of the people that liked it and with the system that I teach, reach out to those people to see if They might be somebody that I could refer to. They might want my services. So there's a whole system, but posting every day, which costs absolutely nothing, makes you visible and creates that tribe. So you should be doing 80% of just motivational. The other 20, I would literally be posting the links to your radio podcast interviews. You might want to be sending out kudos to people or talking about what's happening in the world. But the 80-20 rule is what you want to do, and you want to do it every day. So I recommend post, like, and then share every single day on your LinkedIn profile. On LinkedIn, when you publish an article or anything, it gives you the opportunity to share that same article, that post, on Twitter and Facebook. Is it better to just recreate the same thing or just share it from LinkedIn? No, share it. Absolutely. And and I'm not an expert by any means on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or any of those platforms. I literally stay in my lane and go to other experts um, or the other social media channels. But I do recommend, especially with Twitter, there's a very close relationship between LinkedIn and Twitter. So yeah, I would definitely share whatever you're posting on LinkedIn onto those other platforms. I'm relieved because I find it very easy to just click, would you like to share on Twitter and Facebook? I go, well, yes, I would. Yeah. And and it's very simple. 
Instagram and all those other ones is a bit more arduous since I don't know what I'm doing. When it comes to LinkedIn, you've been doing this a while. Has there been an improvement since it was bought out by Microsoft? There have been a lot of improvements. Mainly, you know, we've expanded the way that we can search. It's really become a pay-to-play platform. You have to be using Sales Navigator if you're really serious about lead gen. But they're continuing to tweak, improve, beta test. Actually, LinkedIn Live is being rolled out very, very slowly in a beta test, similar to Facebook Live. So yeah, I think it's pretty amazing. And I think that's just the beginning. I think we're going to be seeing a lot more come in um, upgrades and changes with LinkedIn. And as far as marketing through LinkedIn, business to business looks to be a much better platform with LinkedIn than going through the Facebook or other social medias. Is that what you're finding to be the experience? Well, yeah, actually, the statistics have shown that 94% of B2B marketers get their content from LinkedIn, 94%. So, yeah. Hard to argue with that statistic. Yeah, and I didn't make that up. You know, I, I can't make this stuff up. So I call it the three Ps, present, prospect, profit. And so the first part is all about how are you showing up on LinkedIn? because they give you an opportunity to be able to showcase your work. SlideShare and LinkedIn are owned by the same people. LinkedIn owns SlideShare. So you could literally be putting up your PowerPoints. You 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 can really show up pretty high when somebody's searching for you. You just wanna make sure that you are dressed for the party, so to speak. Like I look on your profile, John, it's funny. It says you speak Latin, but you know, you also speak English (laughs) and you speak biz soup. You know, you could be a little bit funny, but you could say, I speak biz soup, right? I speak LinkedIn. So you want to take up every area of the profile and make sure you're completing it because you don't know where somebody's going to look. It's like the old joke, you know, where's the best place to bury somebody? The second page of Google. Nobody will ever find them. <laughs> the three P's that was present. Prospect and and profit, because the first thing is your presentation. How are you showing up? Are you showing up as the expert you are? Have you differentiated yourself from everybody else? The prospecting is really the connecting. It's reconnecting with your connections in a way that's not salesy, that comes from a place of service, not sales. And it's also making connections to say, you know, how can I be of service to you? How can I help you? Can I introduce you to somebody? Let's make the connection. Because that's really what prospecting is. And profit is really, you know, you have a service or a product that somebody wants and they're going to buy. You know, we are all shopping, but if you've ever been in a store, the first, and who knows if we'll ever be in a store again at this rate, right? (laughs) And you walk in, the first thing that the person says is, oh, can I help you? And you always respond, just looking. We're looking, yes. Right. But the truth is, you walked in there to buy something. You just didn't walk in there to be sold. So there's a whole process around how you create your sales without being salesy. In my background in previous businesses, I discovered that if I don't do it for them, they won't do it at all. And in this interview here, knowing what I'm learning about my LinkedIn, the likelihood of me having the skill set to make these changes and have them occur is pretty much my observation on everybody else. If I don't do it for them, they won't do it at all. What is it that you do for people who come looking for LinkedIn advice? How does your service work? 
I offer a couple different things. The first one is, you know, think about it. We go to our CPA once a year because we need to get our taxes done. And we typically go to the, our doctor and our financial advisor, but many people have actually had their LinkedIn profile reviewed, you know, gotten an audit of it. So the first thing that I offer is I offer an audit of the profile, but I do it done for you. And that's where all the magic happens, John. I literally transform the profile so that you show up as the superstar you are with it being specifically written so that it attracts the audience that you're looking for and repels the audience that you're not looking for. So that's the first part of the done for you. And then the second part is I have a consulting coaching program where I literally teach people how to get two to 10 appointments a week on LinkedIn. If you literally know how to sell to your audience or be a resource to your audience, you know, your ideal clients, and two to 10 appointments a week will get you there. And I have clients that are making 30, 40K a month using this system because it's not that I have any talent, trust me. You should see me in the kitchen. It's really pathetic. <laughs> but it is, it's all it is is technique. I don't have talent, I have technique. It's a system that's worked for hundreds and hundreds of the clients that I work with. You know, I and I get it. Like I would never want to do my own podcast. I have no idea how to put a podcast on. But you know, if I wanted to have one, I'd go hire somebody to set the whole thing up for me. Same thing is true for LinkedIn. And that's what I have. It's a complete done for you program. You have the consultation and then the done for. And what could I expect or should I be expecting of myself and the presentation of myself and how it would be presented by someone such as yourself? Here's kind of a good analogy. Imagine that you were going to a black tie event, okay? <laughs> and you showed up at that black tie event and you were wearing your running clothes. You probably might stand out. Would you agree? Absolutely. But what if you showed up in that black tie event wearing the perfect tuxedo with the bow tie that was exactly who you are with the color so that you stood out from the people in that room, although it was a very homogeneous group? So what you could expect is that you're going to show up in a way that helps you stand out from your competitors, but showcases you in a way that makes you the only logical choice. Well, who doesn't like a sharp-dressed man? That's right. I like the latter, and I have been to many black tie events, and sometimes you'll find me in the black tie event, depending upon the audience, in my very nice cowboy hat, because I am a born and raised cowboy businessman who got lucky, and I was successful in spite of myself. And that's how my program, Business Soup, evolved, was that I brought it about to help people like myself create a business and be successful by surrounding themselves with experts like yourself that are experts in their specific field and they make you look good. And that's what I'm looking for are people like yourself that are going to make me look good in spite of my faults. Well, I wouldn't call them faults, John. I would call them blind spots because a blind spot is you don't know what you don't know. And Fair enough. Yeah. And one of the things that you bring to this, and I think this is really important, is part of your cowboy background, right? A lot of people will relate to that. I have a client who's a land banker. And, you know, there's just nothing sexy about land banking. It's an amazing retirement strategy. People pretty much don't know what it is. And yeah. When I positioned her, because, you know, they call it the about section, because it's what is, you know, tell me about you. What 
her profile talks about is the fact that she's purchased over 11 pieces of land, made enough money on that land when she sold it, that she started an orphanage in Vietnam. And that's what, and that she supports and goes to. And in addition, she's an Air Force vet. So when you look at it, if all you knew about her was that she sold land banking, she's not any different than anybody else that sells land banking where she sells it. But when you start to read that she was able to create and start an orphanage in Vietnam because of her investments in land banking, you start to look at it a little bit different. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. So, and the fact that she's an Air Force vet, so she's going to attract an audience that's going to be in alignment with her. Just like there are so many people that, you know, really love cowboys and cowboy movies and that whole, you know, era of it, they can really relate. Well, those are people that are going to be attractive to you because that's who you are and that's your background. And that makes sense. And it's a lot of fun being basically as when we met the only cowboy on the stage. There you go. And what do we say to that? (laughs) Giddy up, right? (laughs) There is so much that we could continue to talk about, but if you'd like to learn more about how to improve your presentation skills on LinkedIn, go to BizSoup, check out this podcast and all the links that are provided to you through BizSoup. Rhonda Sure, folks, a LinkedIn expert. Check us out at bizsoup.com, where business comes for business. Rhonda, I want to thank you for being a part of Business Soup here on this lockdown day. Thanks, John. It's been really my pleasure. This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debevoise, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.